0: Right now the time 8:15 you're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning today the 9th of September and in studio with us this morning brand new Murphy's Bros city councilman Sean Wright Sean how are you
1: this morning I'm great thanks for having me today
0: so what's it like being the brand new council member i I mean it's got to be a little different because i think you're the only brand new one this year right
1: i'm the only brand new one yes sir uh it's it's taken a little bit of an adjustment just to learn all the stuff going on meeting with department heads uh uh, somebody told me i was going to be drinking from a fire hose first couple weeks that's probably a good (laughs) good description so are they doing
0: all the meetings in person right now or are they doing some meetings uh, on zoom or what are they doing right now
1: they're they're in person and the public's still allowed to come and they're social distancing in the council chambers so it's a uh, it's still the same thing
0: now you're from murphy's bro so what was it like
1: running for this office you know was it
0: especially i, I guess it wrapped up during COVID 19 right that run for office oh the ho-
1: the whole thing was during COVID 19 so all the way f- from the shutdown all the way to election day we're we're in the middle of the pandemic the whole time so well,
0: that's that's got to be interesting that, i mean that's that's going to be a story to tell the grandkids one day i'm sure that's
1: right you it you, you could you couldn't do the the campaign the old-fashioned way you just had to call on people you knew and spread the word and things like that
0: now were you i guess actively going out at all i mean was, was there I, I, a
1: chance to i was uh i tried to make sure i i obeyed all the social distancing rules and wore a mask and stayed six foot away from everybody so I still I still did some of that
0: so what was it like though i I mean running for an office because I always hear how Terrorizing It can be how, how hard it is to do. Was it that tough running for a local office like council?
1: It's still pretty tough. I mean, the amount of a lot of people don't understand to, to win a council seat nowadays. You've got to have about 9000 votes. I mean, there are some state offices that you don't have to have 9000 votes for. So uh, it, it's it's still pretty tough to get that amount of votes and reach that amount of people and stay top of mind. Through the whole campaign cycle, through early voting and Election Day.
0: I mean, we're a pretty big area right now. Murfreesboro, Rutherford County. I mean, gosh, they say the county is right around 330,000 residents. That number, of course, could go up with this census going on right now. But about 330, 345, that probably is where we are. Mm Mm-hmm.
1: That's a lot of people. And Murfreesboro, 150,000-ish. I mean, that's a a lot of people just in the city of Murfreesboro.
0: It is. Now, in the city council, are there any districts?
1: There are no districts as of right now.
0: Do you think that's something that's going to change in the future?
1: I I would like to see... A hybrid system where you still had some (laughs) at-larges and some districts kind of the best of both worlds so both both parties the people who want a district system and the people who want an at-large system it's kind of a blend in the middle so it makes everybody happy
0: i I guess one thing that you'd have to consider if they were to draw districts for council members is that well they may live over here but they work way over here so you got to figure out how to kind of incorporate all that
1: that's true uh and and actually by almost accident the the council is actually represented by every part of town currently uh i live on the south uh kurt wade lives on the west uh, uh miss scales harris in the lance north side uh mr martin downtown shacklet east side so you've you've actually got a pretty good representation of the city on the council currently
0: you know it's interesting the south area of murfreesboro and also the blackman side as well but south church and 96 are both two of the most i guess fastest growing areas right now i would agree and it's going to be interesting to see what happens in the future because out south church street there's still a lot of land to be developed
1: absolutely and uh I mean, you think of that Joby Jackson corridor, there's a lot of land going that direction. Uh, There's new construction houses going on in all directions. We are a very fast-growing city, and as you said, the the south and west sides are definitely the fastest-growing.
0: You know, out 231, past Volunteer, past where Barfield Park is and Mm -hmm. all of that, there's a neighborhood out there now, and I, I never expected to see a large-scale neighborhood that far out of the city limits but it is
1: right i mean when i was in high school the city pretty much ended at warrior drive i mean that was the country when i was in high school and now like you said there's a 600 house neighborhood past volunteer
0: do you ever see those areas becoming part of the city limits of murfreesboro
1: It it all depends on if those developers or those areas ask to be annexed. Uh, So it's not like in the old days where you could just the city could just go, okay, we want to annex you, and now you're part of the city. The the people have to ask to be annexed now.
0: Well, I guess right now the city pretty much ends the city limits at the new Murfreesboro Medical Clinic on South Mm -hmm. Church, and then on 96 in the Blackman area, I guess it ends what close to. Well, just a little past Franklin Road uh, Baptist Church, that direction at least.
1: Well, ve- what, Veterans and 96 is about the end right there?
0: Yeah, so I guess after you go past Franklin Road Baptist, you've mm-hmm. got about another mile to go. Then you reach Veterans, and then on the right's Kroger.
1: Right, and that's about the end of the city right there. Which is further out, I guess,
0: than what I ever would have imagined, because I remember as a kid growing up, you used to be able to drive past where Stone River Mall is, and that was farmland.
1: Yeah, all cornfields. So
0: it's it's changed tremendously over the years. Absolutely, and I would say we're in store for more changes.
1: I, I think so, and and the changes may be a lot different. I mean, you're seeing the the start of all these townhomes. Is the new single family, or instead of single family, for let's say your first home or your starter home or investment home. It's now townhomes in that price range. So the townhome is now the new starter home. And so you're starting to see a lot of townhome neighborhoods pop up all over town. Murfreesboro City
0: Council member Sean Wright with us this morning. You know, and the townhomes today, they're a lot nicer than what those starter homes used to be in Murfreesboro. But are they around the same price range for a starter home or what a starter home used to be?
1: Well, let's say in... Nineteen ninety nine, two thousand. A starter home is was about a hundred thousand dollars. A town home now, a new new construction townhome is probably in the one eighties starting. So, but when you when you take inflation and things like that, that's actually cheaper than a hundred thousand in nineteen ninety nine. So, yeah, they're comparable.
0: But, but I guess with a lot of the townhomes, you have like an HOA fee, or HOA
1: fee, some type
0: of member fee because there's a ground to be taken care of, and and then. You probably shared the roof line with somebody else i mean so there's these other expenses that go into play
1: correct that's true
0: do you think we're going to see a lot more townhomes downtown murfreesboro because I, I see some popping up on really on north church and that direction
1: yeah I've, uh it was north church academy <coughs> the both of them have got some townhomes vine street's got some tall and skinnies uh they just they're they're the new it thing as of right now
0: you know i I guess when I was younger, when I bought that first house, the last thing I would want is to be in a townhome because, you know, before that, most late teens, 18, 19, 20-year-olds, they're living in an apartment. That's right. They don't want to go to a townhouse. At least I didn't back then. I wanted to have my own yard.
1: Uh, I I study this a lot just because the business I'm in. and the the millennials nowadays prefer a townhome to a single family home on average because they don't want to do the upkeep they don't want things like that so it kind of fits their lifestyle a little bit as of right now now that may change as they get older and things like that Uh, but currently the millennial generation kind of prefers the townhome not having to have any upkeep and maintenance and things like that
0: but then you also lack the driveway you lack the ability to you know have a fishing boat out there if you want to yeah so you're also i guess saying goodbye to a of those ideas of extracurricular activities
1: right that's you're absolutely correct
0: but i i don't know that the younger generation loves to those do those things. outdoor things anymore right. like right. like going boating or you know messing with their car out in the driveway you, you don't see that a lot
1: no you don't
0: what do you think murphy's bro is going to look like let's say i don't know over the next five to ten years as far as the age group of people moving into our area
1: well we're getting a lot of people moving from your big cities especially now during covid uh i've seen a lot of people come from new york california chicago uh all moving here because of things that were going on during the pandemic in those certain areas uh, and these are middle-aged people. Uh, but you have a lot of youth moving here for, still for MTSU, the surrounding areas. A lot of people want to move to be around Nashville. So I, I think in five to ten years, I, I think the dynamic's still about the same as it is now, just a lot more growth because of the people moving from those other areas
0: now during the entire pandemic early on in fact in nashville the nashville mayor announced a property tax increase for you know not only residential areas but also for commercial areas and it was a huge increase and i thought to myself you know now's not the time for
1: that I wouldn't think so.
0: Furthermore, it means it's going to push people out of Nashville and into areas like Murfreesboro. Uh,
1: And you've seen several businesses and restaurants that are looking in Murfreesboro uh, because of that very tax hike.
0: So that's going to equal uh, another boost in the population. And I know UT did a study a couple of years ago saying that Rutherford County is going to have a population of around 500,000 within the next 20 years. But it looks like that could happen a lot sooner with things like what happened in Nashville?
1: It, it could very well. Uh, and you see uh, other projections that say we're going to overtake uh, Chattanooga as the fourth largest city in the state within three or four years. Uh, and that's Murfreesboro, not the county. Uh, so that that's amazing. When I graduated high school in 1999, I would have never thought we would be better, uh, bigger than Chattanooga in 25 years.
0: It's wild to see all the changes happen for sure. And there's been so many of them but the infrastructure here is it prepared for that growth
1: i think we've got to get ahead of the growth as far as infrastructure goes that way we kind of grow into the infrastructure (laughs) if you look back at smyrna's history when sam ridley parkway was put in sam ridley parkway was kind of just put in and there was nothing around and it was like why is this massive road This all this infrastructure put in and and the city kind of grew to the infrastructure
0: it it did and now sam ridley parkway is thriving with business and It's a constant construction project as well because you have new businesses moving in, new water lines going out to the businesses. I mean, there's literally new construction there every single day.
1: Absolutely. And now they're going to widen it because it's that busy.
0: We don't really have a road like that that's prepared for all this future growth because right now Old Fort Parkway is is pretty bustling as it is. South Church Street is, is pretty busy as well. But once you pass Camino Real, there is land available there. But besides that, where do you think the growth is going to be here?
1: The Veterans Parkway Loop. I mean, we build this loop around Murfreesboro. It's a city road. Uh, that's a great place for us to grow and kind of and kind of grow out to the, the city road.
0: Now, originally, that Veterans Parkway Loop that would connect to Joby Jackson Parkway, and I mean, it was supposed to go all the way around the city of Murfreesboro, but it kind of stopped once it hit Manchester Highway. Are mm-hmm. we going to see that eventually be... I don't know, carry it over to Halls Hill Pike and then continue?
1: The, the 2035 plan and all that still has that road expanding all the way out. So I think that's still in the game plan.
0: So once that happens, we could see
1: commercial business literally all around Murphy's all around murfreesboro and I, w- and where there's commercial business that means houses will be going that direction too you know i never would have guessed
0: that i mean looking back there's no way i could have guessed that there'd be a lot of commercial growth out halls hill pike but if this does all pan out then there is going to be absolutely and prices have gone up even out there over the last few years and you know that was one of those last areas i think to really see residential growth uh, because a lot of the houses that were out there there were farmhouses that have been there for years but now you're seeing more growth out there
1: absolutely and it's just going to continue the, the prices are just going to continue to rise as more people move here uh when there's a great demand the supply goes down and prices go up
0: when you look at the map you, you see that rutherford county it's a pretty massive county as far as land size what 614 thousand square Square. miles or or something crazy i mean it's a big massive land bigger than a lot of the counties in tennessee so there is room for growth throughout rutherford county but the question i guess would be are we ever going to see a metro form of government and if we do see that in the future is that going to boost growth even more
1: that's a good question I, i don't i don't think we're any close to a metro government as of right now but uh that's been something that's been discussed for as long as i can remember
0: You know, for a little while there, it looked like we were kind of going that direction to where, you know, we would incorporate, you know, the city and the county would do this together, they would do that together, Uh, but then you still have things like, well, you still have a separate city school system for Murfreesboro, then you have Rutherford County's school system. You have the ambulance service, which is under Rutherford County, but now Murfreesboro is looking to start their own. What's happening with emergency services like the ambulance service.
1: Well, Murfreesboro City and the county—they've—they've uh, they've had a kind of difference about how a patient should be treated on the scene or in an ambulance things like that response times dispatch and uh they're trying to work those issues out right now we had there was a meeting last thursday discussed these issues and there's another one two weeks from now to discuss these issues further about a new interlocal agreement to to agree on the changes uh murfreesboro took some closed bids to look to have people do a private ambulance service uh In the city of Murfreesboro alone that would be dispatched out of the fire departments so there's kind of a backup fallout plan in case the issues can't work out Uh, so they're just their patient care differences that are trying to be worked out
0: you know when you look at cities across the nation it looks like every city every state they have different ways of doing their ambulance service my son he actually drives an ambulance in California and there the firemen are the ones who of course meet them at the scene just like in murfreesboro mm-hmm. but but the only difference is it's the firemen who they're the ones who get in the ambulance and ride to the hospital with the patient and you don't see that here as much unless it's something that's very critical um, but you do see that in other areas so yeah, are we going to see that here
1: it's done like that around uh, around the country and that's it's kind of what the the quote-unquote city ambulance service was looking at that the firemen would respond and then ride in with the ambulance i mean a lot of people don't realize our firemen do a lot more than just go put out fires uh they're they're paramedic trained ems trained emr trained these guys are trained as first responders to take care of somebody on the scene uh and so they want to use their training on the scene
0: and here in murphy's bro the fire department is the first responder for accidents of any kind that are you know vehicle related accidents in homes i mean they are the first responder
1: absolutely they are first on the scene uh the as far as in the city limits of murfreesboro the firemen are within four minutes of every place in murfreesboro so that's a that's amazing
0: so if murfreesboro were to get their very own ambulance service would that be what they do would they have that fireman get on board the ambulance and ride into the hospital
1: uh i don't know that detail i'm assuming yes and like you said currently in a critical care situation the fireman does write in now so i would assume that i would continue on but i don't i don't know the answer for sure
0: now one big difference is that if murphy's bro had their own ambulance service it would likely be a private company providing that service, working for or under the city of Murfreesboro.
1: Right. The, t- the 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 two supposed top bidders are are private companies that would run the ambulance services out of the fire halls. They would be. Uh, privately paid for by those organizations privately staffed by those organizations and they would just kind of be stationed in the fire halls not a subsidiary of the city
0: is that what they do in other cities
1: it's done several ways the fire the firemen have ambulances in some areas it's private in some areas it based out of the fire department It's, it's kind of a fire and rescue not just fire hall
0: you know there's so many ways i guess to do emergency care i mean in in some hospitals around the country on military bases for example the ambulance driver and the fireman they actually go into the hospital to further help be with that patient or help treat those first stages of the patient until the doctor arrives right there in the hospital room i mean so there's numerous ways, I guess, right. to go about it.
1: And and it's all a difference in mindset and a difference in, like I, I said, patient care. How does how does that organization want their patients taken care of?
0: And then you have, I guess, the other interesting aspect of all of this is, what type of insurance does your city have? I mean, does it have an umbrella policy to, to cover the fireman getting on board the ambulance, and then to cover the ambulance driver or the paramedic going into the hospital as well to, to help out the patient i mean there's just so many different moving parts here
1: yeah and and if it's a private organization it really doesn't affect the city as much because it's the private organization's insurance that would fall on it not necessarily the city
0: what else is happening within our city that are big things to kind of look out for or to be aware of
1: uh you, you mentioned the school merger i think that i'm not necessarily for the schools to merge the school systems are just different as a core a lot of people say it would be a tax savings it's actually a tax cost Uh, because of some federal title one money so when you take the the title one out of the school system of the city school system and you merge all those kids into the county school system there's some Title I uh, grant money from the federal government that wouldn't be there then that is there now. So it's actually probably a tax, tax burden to merge them instead of a tax savings.
0: Now here in Murfreesboro, the only schools we have are the primary and elementary school age students. You That's know, it correct. It goes up to what? Fifth, sixth grade?
1: Yeah, sixth, fifth or sixth grade.
0: So we go up to fifth or sixth, then after that, Rutherford County takes over for the students in Murfreesboro. And of course, in Smyrna and you've got K through 12th grade. And it's all under Rutherford County, but you don't have any Smyrna schools. You don't have any Laverne only schools. But in Murfreesboro, we are one of those standalone areas that we do have our own right. school system.
1: And it's an asset to the city. I mean, we've got a good school system. There's the ser- multiple ones of our schools are star rated, so it's an asset to Murfreesboro. How
0: how are we going to? I don't know. Divide up where the money goes in the future as far as tax dollars that come in because. I don't know at what point. Right now, city of Murfreesboro residents are. What what is the the average age of those who let's say own a home in Murfreesboro? First of all,
1: that's a good question. I will have to look at that.
0: If it's let's say thirty five, thirty, I don't know. Then you have have to ask. You know, what age is what age are the kids that live in that home? Mm-hmm. Uh, because you got to wonder at some point. Is there going to be a difference of age of children who live in Murfreesboro versus the age of children who Living live in, in Rutherford County. County? And then are you going to have more in this age group who go to city schools? But
1: that's a that's where a great are the tax question. dollars coming from? Right, you know? right. So good it, question.
0: It, it, there's, there's a lot of things, I guess, to look at in the future and try to figure out how to stay ahead of that. But it, it's hard to stay ahead of the game, really.
1: Yeah, that's a great question. That's That's one of those things about being proactive to growth. You kind of got to know your own numbers and grow to it.
0: We're going to take a quick break, but when we come back, if anybody wants to text us a question they may have for City Councilman Sean Wright, feel free to do so. Our phone number, 615-893-1450. Again, 615-893-1450. Right now the time, 8.36, talking about the city of Murfreesboro this morning.
1: If I could talk to the animals.
0: Here at Animal City, we are open for in-store shopping and also happy to offer curbside delivery if that's your preference. Hi, this is Amanda from Animal City. We are long-term pet lovers and pet keepers too, so we make sure to have our store stocked with all the specialty products your pets need, like a wide selection of premium foods, animal habitats, and toys. Animal City, 919 Northwest
1: Broad Street. Thank you for allowing us to serve you for 30 years.
0: Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas' Restaurant. We're excited to announce that our dining rooms are back up and running. We may not be at full capacity, and we may not have all of your favorite menu items or the favorite touches that you're used to having. But at the same time, we are excited to be able to serve you. We have brought our servers back. We have retrained them. Our cooks are excited to put the steaks on plates that you can cut with a real knife as opposed to plasticware from your home and I invite your family to come and join
1: our family back at Demas' Restaurants on Broad Street in Murfreesboro. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSradio.com.
0: This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Did you know we specialize in commercial and fleet business? We're equipped to handle all of your company's automotive needs. Download our Tire World app today for free oil changes and electronic coupons. Come by today for all of your automotive needs. Online at TireWorld.us. Precision Air knows you want the air inside your home as safe and clean as possible. Clean the air in your home with an affordable UV system, reducing microorganisms, including bacteria, viruses, and allergens. Call Precision Air, 615-930-0088. That's
1: 615-930-0088. COVID-19 has changed our world. And First National Bank of Murfreesboro is here to help you. Scams steal your money. I'm Shelly Rigsby, manager of First National Bank of Murfreesboro. And I'm Amanda Gentry. Don't give your personal information to people you don't know, even if they say they're the police or anyone. Get with First National Bank of Murfreesboro, 2230 Mercury Boulevard. Now
0: a part of the Capstar Bank family. Member FDIC. Right now the time eight thirty eight. You're tuned in to WGNS on this Wednesday morning. Murfreesboro City Council member Sean Wright with us this morning. What is the proper? term for a, a city councilman is it city council member city councilman what what are what, what's the right thing today
1: I, i've heard city councilman and city council members so i guess it just depends on if you're new age or old school it
0: <laughs> could be anything Who knows? it could be anything
1: what <laughs> hey you
0: <laughs> now, now right now in the city of murfreesboro we have roughly 150 maybe even 160,000 residents mm-hmm. uh, we'll get an official number here soon i guess with the census going on currently this is the First time in 10 years, a, a new census has been done other than the special census that was recently done, I guess, a couple of years back. But uh, 2010 was the last year for the U.S. Census to come here and do a count in Rutherford County and Murfreesboro. So it is going to be quite interesting to see what the numbers actually look like, because they were doing the count during COVID-19. Some say, well, it means more people were at home. They had more time to, to do a survey. But then others say well, they they may not pay attention to it with everything else going on.
1: Yeah, and and people need to understand the the census is really, really important as far as federal dollars, grants, uh, growth, congressional districts. The census is very, very important. So if you haven't done the census yet, go online, fill it out, call the number, make sure you fill out your census forms.
0: Those census numbers, the number of those who live in our population, they each equal a percentage of dollars that... Rutherford County and the city of Murfreesboro could actually take back in correct and those dollars, I don't know, around $1100 per person, I think is what I last heard. So if every one person counts for 1100 extra dollars coming into our our county, our city, uh, that That's pretty big. That's money that could be used towards new roads, towards an ambulance service. I mean, there's just so many things that money can be used for.
1: That's absolutely true. And think about it. For those people who don't like increases in taxes, when you get $1,100 per person from the federal government and the state government and, and kind of come back down, you don't have to worry about tax increases as bad. You can kind of just float on the money that you're getting from the higher government levels.
0: Right now in Murfreesboro and in Rutherford County, whenever we buy something, you know, the sales tax around 9.95%, 9.75%, right around that number, I believe. Is that a number that could go up in the future or is it already capped out?
1: I think that number's capped out for us.
0: So if it stays right around 10% every time you buy something, um, that money goes a multitude of directions. I, I mean, it goes everywhere for, I guess it goes into tourism to help with that. It goes to, to roads. It goes. I mean, there's so many things that money goes towards. And then you have the property tax. And again, that goes to so many different things as well to help fund the operations of the city, to help fund the county. Is there anything that we could be doing to further cut the amount that we spent on taxes
1: well I, I think that there's definitely some stuff to look at uh there there's cuts that could be made uh during this covid and not knowing where covid is going to lead it's kind of something you can't really address yet because you don't know the long effects of covid uh the council is going to look at uh, relook at some capital uh some budget things and capital expenditures in october and hopefully we've got some harder numbers from from the covid pandemic by then to make those decisions but there, there's always places to cut
0: Murfreesboro does own a decent amount of land within the city limits. Some of the land, I believe, is for sale. Uh, Some of the ideas behind the city owning that land is, well, maybe we can draw in a large corporation to help, help, you know, the economy here, produce new jobs, further the tax base, things like that. Are there any particular pieces of property the city currently owns that maybe are in a negotiation phase for a new company to move here
1: i do not know the answer to that as a new councilman
0: <laughs> maybe in the future
1: Yeah, maybe in the future
0: <laughs> then we have downtown murphy's the local square the local square seems like it's doing very well you have the county government about to put in a lot of offices into the old judicial building then the uh, what used to be the da office and before that it was a bank on the downtown square that was just sold to a private private investor who's going to be opening a restaurant there Um, but what else downtown Murfreesboro do you foresee happening i mean as far as apartments being built downtown do you see townhomes going in downtown i know you mentioned north spring street any anywhere else
1: well you've got the the methodist church uh block that's going to be mixed use commercial hotel residential uh something that i've always heard that wanted to develop is that piece of land uh i'm trying to think to the west of uh where the uh furniture store used to be that that was supposedly wanting to be townhomes at one point so that that would be an interesting thing but you've got a lot of growth and a lot of people wanting to move back downtown a lot of revitalization downtown
0: I think at one point it was Heiligmeier's Furniture.
1: Myers, that was it. I couldn't think of the name.
0: On on West Main Street, then there was a fire. Uh, but yeah, I, I remember it wasn't too long ago they were talking about putting townhomes there.
1: Yep, that's correct.
0: And, and then the talk just kind of faded away. Just I, went away. I, I don't know what happened. The investor got cold feet or, or what. But it seems like that would be a good location.
1: And, and also the location to the east of where the old jail was on Main Street would be a good location as well.
0: And that area, I guess, is around where the old city hall was located, Mm -hmm. which is now the, the water department and the fire administration building out back. Right. And fire administration, they're going to be building something new in the near future as well. They need more space. So that's going to be, I guess, one of the next projects the city takes on.
1: I think that's on next year's CIP plan.
0: So once that happens, then you still have the water department, which is next door to the administration building is the water department going to be moving? the next expansion okay <laughs> so it's, it's all happening right uh it's just a matter of time at one point you had different hotels you know like boutique type smaller hotels looking to locate in downtown Murfreesboro, and one of the areas was right there where the vine street fire hall was there were talks of a hotel going there and then again that kind of burned out
1: yeah, and there was a talk of even one going where Woodfin's Funeral Home was on uh, Tennessee uh, could, to kind of help with MTSU's tourism. So th- there's there's been talks of these small boutique hotels, but none of, except for the one on the Methodist Church, it hadn't. none of them have went forward.
0: You know, you look at, like, for example, University of Memphis. W- one of their degrees you can earn is in the hospitality industry, and I believe they have even a hotel on campus now where students can learn, even more about the hospitality industry so I could see where a hotel where Woodfin once was which is now a parking lot across Mm -hmm. from the tennis courts and Murphy Center I I could see where a hotel basically on the campus would be a positive thing
1: yeah and uh, I actually got my MBA from Memphis and that Holiday Inn when you go to visit the school or you go to do anything they put you in that hotel so you're taken care of by the people in the uh, tourism industry uh, the whole time it's a great learning tool yep great learning tool
0: there's a lot of dollars to be made in the tourism industry in hospitality in general and that's one of those things that a lot of cities want to see more of and that is tourism dollars because they don't have to worry about free money yeah you don't have to worry about sending the kids to school because you know they're they're visitors right so if we could figure out a way to increase our tourism it seems like that would help out a lot absolutely Here's a text message we got, it says, I was surprised when looking over my water bill, the water fee for two people is about the same. It says, I think it says $140. Does that sound about right for a water bill?
1: That sounds high. My, it does sound high. <laughs> I, I've got a family of five and my water bill's less than that.
0: Maybe they have a 10,000 square foot feet yeah, with right. 20 showers, I don't know. It, it says, uh, uh, but there is a fee for this. It says one that is now $65 or more with all the other fees. It says, you're, buckle and, you're buckling and diming. I guess it meant to say Nickel you're and nickeling dime. and diming us to death into the poorhouse. I know that the mayor says we need to pay our way by paying what we use. It says, I think that he forgets that we pay city taxes. Isn't that supposed to cover all services? I guess the new water bill, doesn't that include the fee for the trash cans the and trash the fee cans, for pickup service?
1: The right? trash cans are in there. Sewage is on there. Uh... You'll have a stormwater fee on there. Uh, but $140 for a family of two sounds pretty high. You know, I'll be glad to look into that.
0: But you have, I guess, now the new water bills compared to when we were growing up, for example. You've got this uh, stormwater runoff or mm-hmm. drainage fee that's on your water bill. You've got the trash cans that are on the water bill. You've got the, the fee to dump those trash cans because we're having problems with the landfill, obviously. It's got a lifespan. Um, So, there are a lot of brand new fees in place now that didn't used to be there.
1: That's true, but but still, that that sounds like a high water bill. It does sound high.
0: Here's another text message that says, there was talk about opening Town Creek and creating a walking trail between the wetlands and Cannonsburg, also adding restaurants and live music and possibly a concert venue in that area of Kennesburg. Is that still a possibility?
1: I was talking to somebody about that just the other day, and uh, I haven't got an answer on that yet, but I'm still looking into that. I, that sounded like a great project.
0: I, I remember one of the aspects of having a, a concert venue in the area of Cannonsburg was it was going to be able to be seen basically from that bridge, the brand new bridge that goes over Broad, mm-hmm. where Old Fort Parkway is. You could see a concert venue from there, which would attract attention and it would look pretty neat to see especially whenever you have events like (coughs) uncle dave making days absolutely so if we had a concert venue downtown murfreesboro that would be a a big plus and it would help out with local events
1: and it's tourism dollars again
0: yeah and that's that's what we need that's what every city needs more of i guess what else could we do in downtown murfreesboro to attract more people
1: well, I, I think, in, and we're doing a good job of this right now. Moving, having restaurants and having destination spots uh, have downtown makes it gets people down down there. So now we have uh, the Alley on Main. You have the Empanada Sonata and the Murphy's Axe Place. You have Puckets. You have people places that drive people downtown, and as they come downtown, now you you have all these little shops and boutiques, and so it becomes a whole walk, walkable area, and it's a destination spot.
0: You know, cities like Chattanooga, their downtown area is is pretty pretty happening, I guess. You know, you got a lot of people down there, a lot of restaurants, a lot of events take place downtown on the river, same as Nashville. But then you look at Memphis, we brought up a second ago. It was almost as if Memphis waited a little too long to revitalize their downtown area to the point where even Bill Street is deserted now. Mhm and i want to make sure that murphy's bro we don't wait too long to further revitalize our area
1: well I, I like market square in knoxville i think that's the point the the direction to take downtown is that market square in knoxville it's it's a fantastic little walking area uh it's got the little ice the ice rink in the middle or the the little grassy area for kids to play in it's got the boutiques it's got the restaurants i mean that 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 looks like a great comparison
0: the cobblestone streets. You know, I could yeah. see that being put in somewhere downtown Murfreesboro, too. That's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that, I, I would love to see our downtown area compared to that.
0: If we were to have something like that, would we eventually close off the square to through traffic? Because... That's what some areas are doing with the cobblestone streets and the walkways. I mean, it just it makes it more inviting.
1: Yeah, it does. And uh, Bill Street's blocked off to the traffic. Uh, there's now talks of uh, Lower Broadway and Nashville being closed to traffic, Market Square's close to traffic. So that'd be an interesting discussion.
0: If we were to do that, I, we would almost have to have more retail space, more restaurants, and obviously more hotel space, all in the Downtown Square area, right,
1: to make it walkable.
0: Is there something that our city could do as far as making it more inviting to businesses to come to downtown? I mean, is there a tax break we could give to those downtown?
1: Well, there there are some historic building tax incentives now uh, that Rob Mitchell's talked about. So you could incentivize people by renovating some of these old structures to be a modern-day restaurant, a modern-day small boutique hotel, it, it drive these old biz, uh, buildings.
0: If somebody were to come in and they said, you know, there's no way we can— Revitalize, redo this building. There's just too much work that would have to go into it. Would you make them to where they have to build whatever they build back look historic? I,
1: I think it needs to look historic downtown.
0: And right now, I guess in the downtown area, there is a historic commission that would oversee some of that.
1: Right, that's correct.
0: So hopefully, whatever we see in the future, it is going to mimic
1: what... It, what it used to be like yep i agree that's what i think we need to do
0: years ago there used to be a, a theater on the downtown square i think at even one point there were two there was two could we ever see a movie theater again on the square
1: that would be neat
0: of course i, I don't with movie theaters and COVID 19 you just don't hear a lot of talk about any movie theater growing or expanding or building
1: well and this would be a boutique movie theater you're talking about a small one or two screen theater not a big megaplex like we have out on the west side of town
0: Here's another complaint. <laughs> it says, traffic is horrible. Why don't we try alternating one-way streets, or I guess altering one-way streets? It works in larger and smaller areas, so why not alter one-way streets? I guess put put in more one-way streets?
1: I mean, I, I've seen pe- more people drive around the square backwards the past two months than I've ever seen uh there's a lot of confusion with one-way streets so I, I don't necessarily agree with the one-way street thing i mean if you drive downtown in the residential areas people run stoplights because one sides go and two sides are stop. it's confusing so it's confusing uh Maybe more systematic about four-way stops instead of two-way stops, and that may stop some. You're going to get some relief with the Cherry Lane expansion on major traffic here soon. Uh, the 99 expansion that the state's doing that's going to get rid of some traffic congestion on the west side. Uh, there, there are some things in the work to take care to help the traffic situation.
0: Borough City Council member Sean Wright with us this morning. Brand new to City Council, first year this year, uh, during. Covid nineteen. It's got to be an interesting start, no doubt. Um, But other things going on in the city of Murfreesboro. This person says we don't talk a lot about rising crime, but are we seeing an increase in crime?
1: Uh, It feels like we're seeing an increase in crime. Uh, We're we're having more murders than we've ever, than I've ever seen in Murfreesboro. Car break-ins daily. Uh, But when you compare us to other like-sized cities in the state. Our crime is actually lower than the other like-sized cities in the state. Uh, from somebody who's been born and raised in Murfreesboro, it absolutely feels like crime's higher, and it is higher than it used to be. But comparable to other-sized cities, it's it's relatively small.
0: I guess when you look back to the 1990s when the city of Murfreesboro had around 60,000, 50,000 residents, there wasn't as much crime. But again, your population number was a lot smaller. Then Correct. you look at today, 150,000-plus residents – you're obviously going to see higher numbers with crime, but yet per capita, are they really higher that,
1: numbers? That's exactly right. We're having higher real numbers in crime, but per capita, we're, we're lower.
0: We, you know, it seems like we have a lot of police officers per capita, at least all over the city of Murfreesboro, probably more so than other cities of similar size.
1: Yeah. We, uh, we're actually down on officers right now. I think we, we're down 19 or 20, so we actually have room to hire more officers.
0: So is that hiring going on right now? Is that something that we're no, currently... No, uh, f-
1: hiring's frozen right now. I think we're going to hire some next year, but I, I, we're, we're frozen currently.
0: Right now we have several uh, cameras at different intersections in, in the city of Murfreesboro. Every time somebody runs that stoplight, it's a $50 fee that they have to pay. Are we going to see more cameras at more intersections in the future?
1: I am voting for no more cameras. I want to get rid of the cameras we have.
0: <laughs> we all, you know, some cities even put in these uh, speed trap cameras as well. That if the speed limit is 45, you're doing 50. It, again, takes a picture of your license plate, just like the red light cameras, and then sends you a ticket there. I mean, yeah what is a stopping point i wonder of cameras if we were to continue to have them
1: yeah i i I don't like the cameras i think it's got some fourth amendment issues so i am against the cameras so i don't want any expansion of them i don't want to keep the ones we already have
0: and right now we're under contract with a company it's a private company that that does these cameras Mm -hmm. so once that contract expires i guess the city council would be up to them to vote to vote either keep them or or get rid of them that's correct So if you vote against it, do you know of others who are going to vote against it?
1: I haven't had that discussion. Uh, I know just from prior discussions, there's a couple that have mentioned uh, prior talks, like on WGNS and things like that. There are some others that have said that they would vote against it or were not for them. So we'll see if we can get four.
0: Here's a comment. Lytle at Broad Street. There is, I guess, a light there. It says... It's a stupid place for a light. <laughs> and I'm trying to think. Broad that's Street the, and Light. That's where the
1: roundabout is.
0: Okay, so the roundabout, I, I didn't know there was a light right there coming off of the Coming
1: roundabout. off of Broad. Uh, I actually, I drive into downtown. My, my office is downtown, so I'm driving through all the time. I love that light uh, because it is kind of the light and the entrance into the downtown area. Uh, so that's that's why it's there.
0: So And that, I guess, the idea behind right there that run roundabout coming into the downtown area that was going to be one of the main arteries into downtown murphy that's correct and i guess as downtown continues to be revitalized it's hopefully going it's to be, be just the, that
1: it's going to be the way into downtown
0: and more businesses are slowly rebuilding in murphy's bro electric that building which i believe has to be vacated in about two years mm-hmm. that is going to be one that is what up for sale soon
1: yeah it'd be up for sale and uh, another place for great revitalization downtown
0: and that's a big building that's a
1: big that's a that's a whole city square or city block so you could tear the building down there's another place where a boutique hotel could go
0: and and retail space office space it could all be right there right uh high-rise buildings we only have really i guess two now that would be the new judicial building and then nhc nhc which is across the street from the radio station do you think those are something we're going to see more of in the future i I
1: think you're going to see a lot more that and actually the backup builder the the backup bidder for the uh the bank building on the square was going to tear the building down and put a high-rise there so that that was their plans
0: kind of kind of an interesting idea seeing high-rise buildings in downtown Murfreesboro. you know looking back i remember younger days where The only thing I ever imagined seeing would be that NHC building and then nothing else that was close to that height. But I guess someday that could all change. That's correct. Right now that time, 8.59, Sean Wright, Murfreesboro City Council Member with us this morning. We have like 30 seconds left so as we close out today anything that you want to mention
1: well we talked about it earlier uh please fill out your census Uh, that really helps the city of murfreesboro it really helps out everybody that lives here uh it helps us get tax dollars flowed back down to the city it helps the, the you guys as far as uh dollars and cents we have to put into the city so uh please fill out your census
0: census uh being done right now and i believe since his workers are actually going door to door at this Absolutely. point they'll have a special badge on they'll have a badge actually on their their briefcase or their saddle that they carry with them as well yep. well thank you for joining us this morning
1: thank you very much for having me
0: time right now is nine o'clock local news comes your way next